0: Welcome to episode 214 of Screw It, Just Do It. I'm Alex Chisnell on this Saturday solo episode, first of the month, and it is a triple A, Ask Alex Anything episode. So collated a few questions, um, some via social media, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Instagram, and also from WhatsApp group that I uh, host everybody who's on my podcast launch program. So uh, just had the first cohort finish up in end of February and three podcasts launched, three massive action takers and others with podcasts at different stages of um, creation. second one starts... March the 2nd, and it is not too late to join. So, um, if you'd like to, it is avid.fm forward slash alex. That's avid.fm forward slash alex to find out more information. Anyway, hope you are having a good week, uh, or you had a good week if you are listening to this over the weekend and you're looking forward to the week ahead. Um, So, this show. This episode is going to be first Saturday of every month. Um, honestly, guys, ask me anything. It can be about podcasting. It could be about business. It could be about personal health, fitness, whatever it is. I'm happy to ask uh, to answer your questions. And if I don't know the answer, find someone from my network who does. So first question this week um, is when you're thinking about moving into um, a new job or starting uh, a new business full-time, what would your process of transitioning out of another full-time job be? I would say don't do what I did. It's probably my best way of answering this. Um, so when I was transitioning from being a full-on, hands-on, Sports therapist, personal trainer, back in another lifetime. And I was um, growing that to be, you know, a one man band to an actual business. Um, And what I did was I saw the light. I saw that you didn't just have to be a one man band, that you could have a team around you, that you could grow that. You didn't need to be a massive company, but you could transition yourself out of the business. My mistake was in going from 100% hands-on or maybe 90, 95% hands-on and I'd do some, you know, admin everyday answer emails and a bit over the weekends, finances, you know, once a month. But I went from virtually 100% hands-on to 0% hands-on and that created all sorts of Problems, um, both for me and for the staff that I took on. But more than that, my customers, my you know customers that were used to um, dealing with me as the main point of contact, to dealing with different therapists and trainers. Um, who clearly who were then the first point of contact. So from not seeing me to then just dealing with you know contacting me online. And um, yes, I lost some customers. Some stayed. You know, I obviously tried to recruit really well, but people are buying you and not necessarily your business. You know, when you're when you are that stage. Um, you know, even I think you take it to. A big company like Virgin now, you know, and I obviously relate to that for obvious reasons that, you know, people buy into Richard Branson and like Richard Branson. And when they're buying Virgin, they totally are buying part of uh, that affinity with him. So, you know, look, different different situations, you know, if you're moving um, into um, starting a new business and you're currently in a full time job, um, you know, I'm definitely one of these all-in people. I, I When I did it, I was in the fortunate position of probably of taking voluntary redundancy when I was at Virgin Atlantic and having a year's salary as a safety net while I started a business. Business that I actually didn't start in the end. It wasn't the one. Um, and I burnt through a lot of money before finding the one, which is a decade later. The one I'm in now is a... Creator of podcasts with my agency, but um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, a couple of ways you can go about it. Obviously, you can your 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 new business can be your side hustle that you work on in the evenings, in your lunch times, even um, you know at the weekends, every hour God sends, or you can go all in and it depends how much of a safety net you've got, whether, you know, how much you can bootstrap, whether you can live rent-free somewhere, be that uh, parents, friends, etc. other half, um, or, you know, how much of a runway you can give yourself by, you know, if you take out a loan, you're going into debt, obviously, but, um, you know, that many people, I'm, you know, another example, I've done that myself, of, you know, racking up every credit card, um, to get you those funds initially to launch a business. And that was another business, that was an online fitness business that I that I had that was very successful for a number of years, um, but ultimately failed um, when going into business with um, friends, very good friends, best friends. So um, lessons learned in every step of the way as you're probably gathering. So um I know, you know, my, my advice for, for me is everyone's circumstances are going to be different. Um, it, you know, if, 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 if money was no object, um, if, you know, if you can do it by going all in, then you're going to get there quicker. If you're going to do it as a side hustle, it's going to take you longer. Um, whichever way you do it, there is no quick fix solution to success. It's the long game, whatever the step of the way, but you can shortcut your way to success by going all in. You might not be in a situation to do that though. Okay. <clears throat> Next question I had was, <coughs> excuse me on this podcast. Um, how, if you are committing to putting out two episodes a week of your content be that podcast vlog blog um, and you manage to get into a a featured section on that platform and you start to build a loyal following how quickly do you think you can uh, get to a thousand downloads or views uh, per episode um Appreciate that's a difficult question. Yeah, that that is definitely a difficult question to answer because again, everyone's situation's different. Um, I'll give you an example, which is the easiest way to answer it, is that a client of of mine of the Just Do It Agency started with no email list whatsoever, not one email in a list and managed to get to a thousand downloads in, uh, I reckon about two months. I'll have to go and double check, but it it was no more than three months. It was somewhere between two and three months and that they reached a thousand downloads and that was for a podcast, obviously, given that's what I do full time. Um, So it is totally doable. They didn't have an Instagram profile, um, didn't have Facebook, they just had LinkedIn and Twitter, and yes, they had a couple of thousand people, but only a couple of thousand. Um, I've seen some of the posts get some mini virality as well, i.e., you know, from a normal post to get in, you know, I don't know, tw- I think their average post get twenty something likes and you know, dozen, half a dozen comments to getting a thousand likes and tens and tens, if not a hundred plus comments. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of things you can do here to, to help that. And, you know, starting to build a loyal following, um, the first port of call is got to be your existing network, your family and friends, and, and telling them about what you're putting out, if that's a podcast, a vlog, a blog, um, social media, the way that you're then sharing it, First thing you need to do is is get them on board. Um, get your, another tip is to get your, and it's an obvious one, but trust me, I've been working with brands that are doing hundreds of millions of pounds, close to a billion pounds, valuating valued companies, and they're not doing this, is getting your guests or the person that you're interviewing, talking about to share the article, share the podcast episode to their audience because you will then gain um, on average around 10% of their audience. And obviously the key after that is to keep them. That's the hard bit is to keep the content really valuable so that they they hang around. They don't just listen to the episode for the person that they like. They have an existing relationship because they follow them and they shared it and they listen to it and then they're like, "I've done that." You want to then keep them engaged on the next episode and the next and the next. And the way the Apple, for example, has it set up is that after if you don't listen to three consecutive episodes, it will pause downloading the podcast for you. Um, I don't know how that would how that works with with YouTube. To be honest with you, with vlogs, uh, blogs, completely different. Excuse me. I am um, chatting away live to you, obviously, here. I prefer to do mine unedited, as you know. Otherwise, um, I don't see the point on constantly um, starting again. uh, You know, this is not a perfect art form. This is me in real life talking, um, waiting for dinner um, because I'm hungry and getting a little tired. Um, So... um, 12-hour day and got a little bit more to go as well, work-wise, get stuff done. So, um, yeah, so for me, those couple of shortcuts, um, you know, but another one would be directly messaging everybody you know to rate and review your show, to subscribe for a start, and then rate and review your show would be a second follow-up. But the first follow-up would just be asking them to subscribe to your show and putting just a post out on social media or an email, um, you know, you can put a tracker in there for the email one, specific link and track that, but you are not going to get a load of people that way. You're going to get more people by directly messaging them. And yes, it's time consuming, 100%, because it's the harder way of doing it. And the way to do that, would be to do X amount a day, to have a regular routine where you contact X number of people a day. You know, when I started, it was 30 people and I got about a 10% return, Funny enough. Three or four people a day would subscribe and I just built that up, asked them for re- reviews, rate the show, etc. cetera. So um, get partners involved as well. Each episode, you could have an outro um, where you shout out to a partner, talk about them a little bit, Um, So you give them, you get buy-in from them to um, share your podcast with their audience as well or a sponsor, however your uh, setup works. But uh, for me, then it's, you know, then the hard work starts. It's having a marketing plan and using that one piece of content that you get a week to create 30 pieces of content, you know, a post a day to talk about it. And to engage people, to you know, use hashtags that people are, are following, so that they can see your posts. To um, make your content engaging, so people share it. Um, get people ask you know asking them questions, so they engage with your content on social. Those are you know some of the ways that you'll be able to um, build a following. And get to a thousand. Um, it's that old Seth Godin thing, isn't it? Having a thousand fans, raving fans who basically buy everything that you put out. Um, and, you know, whatever you then set the price for that thousand is going to sustain you in your lifestyle. So, last question this week. And, um, It comes from, again, it's relatable to any form of media. Um, I've written a list of guests to interview, but I worry that I will run out if I am uh, niche of niche. I've only managed to create a list of about 20 guests Um, should, you know, so yeah, so okay, okay, I get it. Uh, and by niche of niche mean. means, so my recommendation for anyone is that you don't want to go broad into a, what I call a red ocean. You want to look into a blue ocean where it's not full of um, hungry sharks feeding and creating the ocean red, full of blood. You want a blue ocean that's empty. So I'll give you an example. If you were to choose a category to, to talk about what you, your, your content, you don't want to choose something really broad like business, You want to drop down into a a subcategory, which could be something like um, entrepreneurship, management, marketing. But if you can, drop down another one. So instead of business, instead of um, entrepreneurship, you talk about entrepreneurs who are podcasters, for example. That's dropping down into the niche of niche of niche. Um, And you're going to get far more, um, you're going to get seen more, You might think it's the opposite, but it's not because you're going to get far more engaged audience uh, in a sector like that. And you've got far more chance of dominating that than trying to get into something like business or even entrepreneurship. is going to be so difficult. I've done it the hard way, um, but it's difficult. Um, so back to the question, uh, worried that you've only created a list of 20, I would say it's the wrong niche. If you could only come up with 20, and the same if you're writing a blog or uh, filming a vlog, if you could only come up with a list of 20 subjects or 20 guests, it's the wrong niche. You need to be writing down 100. 50 is going to give you a year if you're doing a weekly episode, but I think you want to pick something that you'll You'll never get bored talking about it because you're so passionate about it. If you only come up with 20 subjects or 20 guests, I don't think that's the one. You can't be, um, no matter how niche it is, if you can't think of 20 people within that niche or 20 subjects to talk about, um, I don't think that is the one. I think you need to think of something else. So my recommendation, by the way, for anyone when they're starting out uh, with a new content plan, be that a blog, a vlog, podcast, etc. is to have two lists, two top 100 lists. Uh, one is top 100 reach for the stars. You could have anyone on this planet alive, obviously, to interview for your show or write about who would it be and work towards that list over time, just consistently have some kind of a spreadsheet where you track that you message them every quarter, for example, and you keep on track of it. You don't take no for an answer. You're determined. You persevere. And then you have a top 100 easy access list, and those are first connections, um, people that you already know or only one connection removed from an introduction from a friend or family that you can see on Facebook, LinkedIn, your diary, for example, um, sorry, your address book. Um, And that's how you start. So start local. Then regional, then national, then international. That's my advice. Um, I was lucky when I started, or not lucky. I don't believe in luck. Um, I m- manoeuvred it my own way that I went international, I went national, then international in the first month, two months of my show. But you know, I was in a position where I already had a pretty good network that was only one removed from that I could call on. Um, through the Virgin network as well, so that was helpful. But for most people who don't have access to that kind of a network, that would be my advice. So hope that is helpful. Um, you know, whatever you're looking to do, launching content. Um, you know, if it falls into the podcast domain, um, as you know, I've got my podcast launch program. If we can be of help. Uh, just go to avid.fm forward slash Alex for full details on my course, which is live every week. You get access to me uh, and get to ask me all of your questions. Uh, For next month, look guys, any question, AAA, Ask Alex Anything, let me know. I'd love to answer your questions. Uh, One of my most favorite things that I do, you know, trying to help people just because I might've been there, um, done it failed at it. Um, if not, I'll know someone most definitely who has. So uh, at Alex Chisnall on LinkedIn, at Alexander Chisnall on Instagram or email in alex at screwitjustdoit.org. org. would love to hear from you. Um, and if you uh, found this episode of value, the podcast is free. Currency is you tell one person. Um, you don't have to post about it on social but for that we are grateful or leave a rate or review the show but for that we are grateful but just tell one person about the show share it if you found value in this free podcast all i ask is that you tell somebody else about it you don't have to leave a review or write a post on social tagging me in the screw it just do it hashtag But if you do, I promise to give you a shout out on a future episode and you have my eternal thanks. I'm at Alex Chisnell on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, plus at Alexander Chisnell on Instagram. Alongside the Screw It Just Do It Facebook page, this houses the Screw It Just Do It community and has the most up-to-date information on all things Screw It Just Do It, including all of our live events. I love hearing from you. If you either message me on LinkedIn, or email alex at screwitjustdoit.org. I promise to reply. Just give me a little time.